Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Evolution. This week we have the humble honour of having Martin Sibley on the show. He calls himself a regular guy, but he happens to have a disability called Spinal Muscular Atrophy, SMA, which means he can't walk, lift anything heavier than a book, or even shower himself. However, despite all of this, he runs Disability Horizons. He's the author of Everything is Possible. He has a degree in economics and master's in marketing. He travels all over the world. He's been to Australia, and he has great people in his life. He is adapted to drive his own car. He runs his own business. He's even flown a plane. He enjoys skiing, scuba diving, and living independently on this earth. This conversation, in its context, is really about living beyond, beyond any limitations you could ever have on yourself and believe for yourself. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today, especially because I have the vibes from Martin Sibley. Martin, how are you today? Oh, good, thank you. Good, good to be here. <laughs> Such a treat to have you here. For those tuning into Martin's Vibe for the first time, um, Martin puts it very humbly. He's a regular guy who happens to have a disability called spinal muscular atrophy. Short, uh, in short, it's SMA. Um, means he can't walk, lift anything heavier than a book or shower himself. However, despite all of this, he runs Disability Horizons. He's the author of Everything is Possible. He's got an awesome podcast called The Martin Sibley Show, um, which is all about weaving a world beyond disability, which I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Um, And he has a degree in economics and a master's in marketing. Um, He loves adventure travels. He's even visited Australia. He's been down under, so I can't wait to talk about that. Um, And he's got some great people in his life, including his soulmate. He drives his own adapted car, runs his own business. He's even flown a plane, which is something I haven't done, so I'm inspired by that. Um, He's enjoyed enjoys skiing and scuba diving and living independently on earth brother thank you so much for your time today 
Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> so tell us about um, tell us about everything. Like, so how does how did you set up? Um, how did you come to decide that you're going to run your own business and set up like let's say Disability Horizons, and then where that's going at the moment? Sure. So I mean, I kind of I always had some entrepreneurial spirit in me. I think from a, a younger age, I always had some unconscious thoughts around one day running my own business. Um, I've always read the kind of um, entrepreneurial books like I love Richard Branson and all those kind of books I loved all that stuff so yeah it was always there um, interestingly I didn't plan to both work as an employee and be a business owner um, where you're like serving disabled people because when I was growing up as a teenager it almost seemed cliche to me that like because I'm in a wheelchair like that's too obvious that I would work in that area and I wanted to like almost work anywhere else but that just to not be cliche um so that that was quite an interesting thing but um when I came out of uni I got a job in London at um, a really big NGO for disabled people and it you know it was a bit of a pragmatic step that I knew that they would have uh things covered regarding access for my wheelchair to the building and they would be you know supportive and nurturing that I I have my disability and I'm looking to get out in a career and then their whole purpose was about empowering disabled people so I guess it was like a a safe step and then I did like five six years there a lot of learning and development a few promotions and I I suddenly was earning good money and I was you know in a way I'd I'd made that, I'd sort of achieved that goal that I'd set myself in the career sense. But, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I had this dread about getting up every morning and going to the same office, like sitting in the traffic in London and um, stuck at my desk and being in all these meetings that just didn't feel purposeful. And as I say, that the charity did really good stuff, but there was a lot of... Um, barriers and ceilings I felt at the time for me to really untap my own potential and so I was just like I've got to get out of here sometime so I think that was when I really started pushing and realized I wanted to run my own business. Hmm. That's amazing I um and so in terms of um the purpose being empowering like the purpose of the charity that you're working with is to empower disabled people um, I find that quite intriguing because now you're not just in like you're not in the space of empowering just disabled people. You're uh, you're travelling all over the place, empowering people far, wide, centre, left, right, up and down. Yeah, I mean, so the the start off of the business when I left, um, it was called Scope. The charity was called Scope. When I left Scope, um, I started blogging, and I was blogging very much about kind of life with a disability and my aims were still very much about I guess like if I when I was a teenager if someone was like 10 20 years older and was doing a load of cool stuff it wouldn't have mattered whether I did exactly the same things just to know it was possible would have been really really powerful so that was my big reason my why for why I started blogging was for other disabled people because during my time at the charity I then was actually you know very taken by the fact that there's a lot of people out there with some kind of disability and I've got this like a calling it felt to share my personal story and and help you know make them feel that the world's actually 
open and accessible and even if it's not open and accessible in the physical way all the time there's still so many opportunities to go and grab um so that kind of blew up into being on like media I was always on BBC and writing for newspapers and being on the radio and then that led to starting the magazine which is Disability Horizons which you mentioned at the beginning um and we get like 50,000 readers a month now from disabled people and their families and then from that we started a comable I say we because my friend was a co-founder of the the business as well and with a comable we were like this is going to be the Airbnb for disabled people and then two years later last year we sold it to Airbnb so that was like a really cool neatening of the circle so yeah, I mean, like that. There was a lot of focus on disability, yeah. but the last couple of years, and particularly with Mind Valley, where you and I met in Tallinn at Mind Valley University, I've gone through a lot of personal growth and exploring spirituality and things like that. And I've come to realise that I shouldn't limit myself just to supporting disabled people. So the last year, I've really shifted that we're still doing all that stuff for disabled people. We're not stopping that. We're not leaving them now, but really building on it and using my experiences to help all people. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, um, I'm going to try and craft my next question and it's on the fly, which is going to be a bit, um, hopefully I can do it justice. So you mentioned uh, early on that you went through this piece where, you know, initially um, it was a bit cliche for you to perhaps work with disabled people um, just because you were growing up in a wheelchair as well and you went through that perhaps, you know, it was like trying like an, like an identity repulsion almost like, you know, I don't really want yeah, yeah. to find my own way. And then you almost had to like integrate that to then be like, no, 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 like I'm, I'm going to own it and then go, you know, work for the charity and empower other people in the same position and yeah. wait to talk about how important it is to have a like like doing the work that you're doing but not just for yourself but for others as well um but then now you're almost coming out on another another iteration of all of this in terms of you're now finding your your whole your story beyond um the story of disability again yeah yeah definitely i mean i think there's three themes that i now am sort of um standing for i think one is about the our beliefs, yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that Vision talks about with rules and the culture scape, yeah? They're like, we, if we understand what our beliefs are and check if they're serving our true self, then we really can be the captain of our own destiny. So there's a lot of that I believe in about um, you know, recoding, creating your own destiny. The second area is very much about uh, social media, that using blogs, podcasts, videos, building community, anyone can change the world. It's like shifted the whole dynamic that we've got the tools and everything we need now to really make an impact. And, you know, of course, we're all aiming for like millions of hits and like big, big numbers. But for me, changing the world isn't just about scale it's included but it's not only scale if you have a conversation or a a podcast conversation whatever it might be a blog post that helps one person like I I sometimes get parents writing to me saying like oh my god we found out my child was going to be disabled all of the medical profession was like oh it's bad and the life's going to be not good and then they're like oh I read your blog 
and it just made me see that my child has got a bright future. That for me is changing the world. Yeah, that that really is a big deal. So I think that whole thing about social media is a big theme. And I think the third theme is about freedom and being able to go out and live life and enjoy yourself while you're still changing the world. And so when I left Scope, whilst I had all the business stuff and it was amazing that it surpassed my own dreams of what I hoped I could ever do with the businesses, I also wanted to get out of the office, get out of London and then to be able to like travel and do all these projects around the world while I'm running my business. I think everyone should, if they want to, then they should do that kind of living the dream stuff. So I think they're the, the three areas that all of my being has taught me and I want to get that out to the world and encourage other people to see that. What do you think it is that's unique about your journey that's like really informed this process of helping people find freedom? Sorry, say that again, Amrit. Like, what do you think it is about like your unique like approach to life and your unique relationship with life, or is it unique your relationship with life? What is? Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was actually chatting to someone else about this yesterday. That like. And when you, if you deliver it wrong, you just sound like an arrogant asshole. Yeah. But like with humility, we're, we're, we're all unique, you know. Like so, I, you know, we, we can all learn about beliefs and about blogging and about you know living your dreams as an example of those three themes. Of course, but my experience, partly with my disability, definitely has made me who I am. The fact that like I can't do a load of stuff physically, I've had to fine tune some of my other strengths. Like I think I'm a good communicator and that's partly because it's more important because I have to have carers that help me with lots of things in the day. Um, so I guess, yeah, like that, the disability has been a part of it. But, you know, like my, my granddad, my mum's side, he was born in Lithuania and he got um, captured by the Nazis in World War Two, and was in, like, prisoner of war camp and then ended up in England. And so, like, his story coming through my mum as well definitely is why I'm very passionate about no one being, like, a minority group or oppressed or excluded. And all the Trump and Brexit stuff winds me up so much, partly because of my granddad's story. So, like, that's a big part of who I am now as well. So there's a lot of different areas. But in the end, it's everything that I've been through that makes me who I am now. And that's that's unique, you know. Not in the arrogant arsehole way, though. No, of course. (laughs) Didn't come across in that way at all. It was really really helped to illustrate your passions um, behind freedom and uh, and why you're supporting so many people in that. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm really fascinated by um, this sense of... uh, this conversation that we have to have because it's you and I and we connected at Mind Valley. Um, the idea of like a blogger's life, um, you know, in terms of sharing and, you know, um, 
in uh, in this conversation and wherever it may go, I would love to sort of also have the conversation on what I touched on before, which is, you know, you said um, quite poetically that, you know, your why was for others. You know, your why was not just for, you know, for yourself. It's just so that other mm-hmm. people knew that there were possibilities that were open to them as well. Um, and that's, you know, quite succinctly putting together quite a few deep, really rigid, uh, really rich themes, um, which is A, like firstly getting getting in touch with your why and second, yeah. um, you know, trying to like be of service is such a such a potent way to, to live your life. Um, yeah. So is, it did blo- is blogging like a clear... Um, is does blocking satisfy that for you or is what's going on in that yeah it's not only blogging that satisfies that but it definitely in the early days it really helped me to explore myself more than serve others so when i when i started blogging i was like god what am i gonna write about mm. and obviously the whole uh the the ego stuff of like oh who's gonna read it and are they gonna like it and all that sort of stuff yeah. too so yeah, and I think in the end, I look back and realize that I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, like I knew there was a broader aim of helping disabled people and changing attitudes of society about disability. But it was only that going through that first year that I started to develop my writing style and the kind of things that I enjoyed writing about and the kind of things that I realised the community needed. And I think there's quite a dance between the two, that part of it is that we are creative beings. And so if my blog isn't um, enabling me to express in the way I want to express, then there's no point doing it. But equally, if the, the community I'm serving are like needing certain things and that's my responsibility to to you know give them what they need as well so yeah I think there was a real sort of a dance going through that first year of coming to terms with my, my purpose my style and how I could serve better hi this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I find that um, really inspirational because I've just, we were just talking about this before we uh, we clocked onto the conversation. Um, yeah, it's literally just been 12 months for me doing the Inspired Evolution and basically documenting the podcast process. Um, Congratulations, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. Um, but yeah, it's been this, it's been this fascinating thing, which I didn't realize this to be a consequence of what I was doing. Um, but you, the amount of clarity you get from the process is yeah. 
like no one i don't know no one's talking about this like i don't i don't understand why no one alludes to this it's like go out and just try and like don't even create just curate content yeah yeah um and just see who you are in those things that you found interesting because you went to all the energy of having all these conversations and you end up finding some aspect of yourself you know it's like ah this is what makes me tick and this is what i get out of bed for you know and then on the back of that you can totally create whatever you want creatively from that you know whether it's a business or whether it's something entrepreneurial or maybe it's like you find your ideal job because you realize what you want to do but that's really important that point like because i think some people get hit up about we're, we're into this sort of entrepreneurial is the only way that like you have to be an entrepreneur and hustle and take risk and like work 55 hours a day, you know, all this kind of stuff. And actually some people are better suited to being employed. Fortunately, there are like humanity plus companies that vision talks about where the mission of the company is good and it's that's changing the world. And if your role is a, is like not trying to be all things to all people, but a, you're really good at a specific thing. And there's much more opportunities for flexible working now with yeah. companies. Like it's totally cool when people still are employed. And I think that's really important to put that out there. Hmm. How did you um like so? How did you first come in, come across um come across Mind Valley as well? I'd love to have this conversation with you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I think it was it was before the Bar- Barcelona was last summer, right? The first yeah. Mind Valley U, and then maybe like half a year before that, a friend said to me, "Oh, you know, you should read this guy Vision's book. I think he'd like it because he knew that I read a lot of you know business and." inspirational biographies and stuff like that um, and I read it and I, he was right I loved it it was you know it was both inspirational but it was really um, practical as well with how to actually implement some of the the things in the code of the extraordinary mind and then we were in Barcelona anyway because I get invited now quite a lot by tourist boards to come and do blogs so that I maybe don't earn from those trips but like it's cool because it's a free trip right so we get invited around the world and all that kind of stuff and we happened to be in Barcelona now at the time because I'd read the book and I loved it but I wasn't as deep into Mind Valley I don't know whether we would have gone elsewhere for Mind Valley U but like we were in the same city so it was it was like well let's go and check out this this (laughs) really synchronicity yeah and like you know, we, we went, we'd signed up and we went along and we're like, what the hell is all this about? <laughs> the next level shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we, we were both, because Cash and my fiance, we were both there and we, you know, we, we were kind of like, I, I don't think we really let ourselves go in Barcelona. We were a bit more cautious and we were just trying to work out what it was all about. Yeah, what you're but, in. Yeah. yeah. But then when afterwards I looked back, the one talk I got really a lot out of was from Rock Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had that, that age old other kind of myth about if you're an artist or if you're someone that does good, you shouldn't earn money from it. And so Rock blew that out of me in Barcelona. And since that was later that year that a comable sold to Airbnb. Now, that, you know, I'm not saying it was 100% tied, but I'm sure that I let myself be more open to abundance. 
And then since then, I've been invited to give talks and I'm well, and I've been able to do consultancy and I'm well. Whereas for like, I, I left Scope in 2011, and until last year, it was like six years, it was hard financially. I was, you know, it was a struggle. So I think for me, that was Barcelona was unblocking my financial abundance. Um, and then afterwards, I did um, Wild Fit with Eric, as in you know, the online quest. Yeah. I did um, Jim Quick. And there was another one that come back to me later. But I know the masterclasses. And so like when they then said it was going to be in Tallinn, Estonia, there was no doubt. It was like, yeah, we're going to Estonia now. <laughs> How magical is Estonia? So the question I want to ask you, though, is um, uh, like the moving through all this mind value stuff is, you know, there's a big premise that um, we define as rules. Um, yes. Bullshit rules. And I know like especially your like your situation, you would have interfaced with a lot of bullshit rules. Like people would have told you a whole bunch of stuff you could do and a whole bunch of stuff you couldn't do, which is like yeah. for those listening in for, to what a rule is, for the first time a bull is basically a bullshit rule that someone has like gone and like made it into a rule but it's completely bullshit right um a bullshit rule for example is like you have to marry somebody of the same culture which is complete bullshit right but it's a cultural thing in some cultures so like i'd love to i'd love to pick more like your relationship with rules yeah yeah a lot (laughs) 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 um i mean i I know like I mean, my my parents are really cool. Like, they're they're definitely a big part of why I am this, you know, adventuring, globe-trotting kind of person. Um, When I left my job, my dad was kind of pissed. And because he was scared, like, we learned a lot with Mindvalley that when people are being negative to you, you have to remember that there's something that is pushing them to do that. And so my dad, I'm sure, has fears about you know security and finances and that's all from a good place for his son but equally like I knew it was right that I had to get out and you know and leave and and do what I've done um so yeah I guess that's that was a brawl maybe for my dad was that you have to have a nine to five safe job um uh, but otherwise yeah like mum and dad are very supportive the the media I'm talking now about with a disability the media has this weird extremity where you're either like um, draining the government of money and you're sort of costing the state because of the needs you have and you're like a bit of a burden to society. And the other extreme is like, oh my God, this person left the house even though they're in a wheelchair. And how amazing is that? So it's like triumph over tragedy. Yeah. And so what I've tried to work for is that, like, and I asked what, when you read the, the uh, talked about my bio, is a regular guy because I think if I'm able to help disabled people but I become, like, a celebrity, then there's too much of a disconnect. So it's really important to me that I I continue just to be how I've always been despite the amazing opportunities and the successes so that they really resonate with that you don't have to be some like super duper amazing achieving person that you can do everyday things and that is that is achievement and but not to almost have that that sort of local media or the national media 
having those extremities about being disabled. Does, does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yeah. Not, not letting the, the rules of everybody else being enforced in terms of... Yeah, yeah. Also the, the projections that come from that. Um, yeah. I, I have to reflect, though, like, you know, you, you've you flown a plane and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something going on there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm picking... I was, again, talking something about this yesterday, that the word inspirational is not particularly liked by disabled people because of that brawl I was talking about with the media. But then actually, like, when, like, something like with the flying the plane, that that is inspirational to disabled people and people without a disability, mm. and that, that should be fine. But there are a lot of disabled people that are very sensitive to certain language, and the reason is that when you're from an oppressed group, language is one of the few tools that you have that you can own and dictate the terms of. And it's been over time. The the reason we say disabled people in England and the UK is that we're disabled by the barriers of society. Mm. We're not disabled by the medical condition that we have. And so instead of like curing or fixing ourselves with the medical condition, it's about society being more open and inclusive to difference. And so that language has been really important, but then sometimes it can spin off where you're having arguments over one word instead of like getting out and changing the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a balance between that. But yeah, the, the word inspirational has been a very um, interesting debate in the disability community. But um, in terms of your question, like, yeah, for me to be inspirational for flying a plane is totally cool because I think it opens people's mind up to what's possible and that hopefully evokes new aspiration in their mind about what they can do as well. Mm, thank you so much for that. Definitely inspires me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so interesting. I just want to throw my own two cents on the inspiration conversation. Just sure, yeah, yeah. I've got a podcast called The Inspired Evolution. <laughs> like that makes me an authority on something. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, totally kidding, guys. Um, but, um, Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, the Inspired Evolution. Um, but yeah, I feel like inspiration is purely. Um, in like to inspire is to breathe. Mm-hmm. I feel like actually all of us are inspiring. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To take that moment to acknowledge and just tune in for just a moment. Every single person. I always um, actually there's this crazy little thing. I on the bottom of my CV, even when I was applying for corporate jobs, I would write this right. Um, like uh, that I like connecting with people and that every, I literally write this, which is every person is a book um, from whom you can either take, if you can always take, learn from a page or a chapter. Mm. And I remember sitting in interviews and people going, what is this that you've written on your CV, mate? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I just, I guess in my heart, I'm a philosopher, but I I, I totally believe that, you know, that everybody is actually inspiring. Um, in, in one way, shape, form, or another, because we're all definitely. And there's always there's always something going on there. Yeah, it's like the point we made earlier about how we're all unique. Yeah, like even if we two people can have the same, even like twins can have the same genetics, the same nurture with parenting and everything, but they can be very different people because of 
the different experiences they go through in life that makes him unique and then as you say that makes them a book to learn lots from well we're talking about experiences i'm really curious as to what experiences are inspiring you at the moment so what is on your horizon <laughs> so like kind of like what i'm planning with the yeah, next what's, plans and what's stuff the yeah masterminding at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so i've been doing a, a ton of learning around online courses uh-huh. um which interestingly so that the, the point of the course is that i really want to unpack those three themes we talked about earlier and then be able to offer that to people as an online course um but going through um there's a guy actually i think he's based in sydney called taki moore do you know taki moore no i'll look him up there he's called he kind of works under the million dollar coach but it's very similar to what Ajit and ever coach do it's that empowering coaches you know to, to be more impactful yeah. And the, the the course I've done with Taki online is um, about kind of scale and automation as much as about how to unpack what your course is and who it's for. Um, and in learning a lot more about the, the nuts and bolts of digital funnels and conversion, because like, I've been blogging and essentially marketing very well for a long while. But there was a gap in my knowledge about how you take the the people that are really engaged, and then you're able to to move them towards something else that you're you're offering, like a course. Um, and then because I run like a social media marketing agency, where we work with organisations in the disability space, from charities to small businesses to large businesses, that's been a real big deal that I can now help them with their like funnels and lead magnets and conversion webinars and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, this one course has been amazing for me to evolve, to become like a teacher and serve people better with, with learning courses, trans transformational learning. Cause that's the other thing. Like I did some courses five years ago, but it was all content. It was all the why and the what, and what I also learned is that when you're trying to teach and transform people, it's the the exercises, the tools, the accountability and the community that is what is the valuable part of an online learning course. So, yeah, like a ton of learning and planning to launch this course soon. Amazing, amazing. I want to, I have to ask you, like this entrepreneurial like mindset is like ever present. Um, what like, what was the seed to that? I know you attested some of it to your parents, but like, where do you think that sparks from? I guess to some degree, it's just always been in me. Um, I'm trying to think of like any kind of moment that might have created it. I mean, I definitely think there's, there's a trend that disabled people have to hustle mm. like to get folks so on my wheelchair costs like 20 grand because it does all sorts it's like quite special with the seating and it can like move around electronically so I can be more comfortable in the day yeah so like luckily in Britain that's pretty much funded by the state mm. but there's still a ton of work to actually, you know, get the the different pots of funding to apply for it, to know how to apply for it. So even when you're dealing with the more like government sort of run projects about supporting you to have carers and equipment, it still is a hustle. 
and when I and when I was like 19 and I went to university I couldn't rely on my mum and dad to do my care so I had to have a care team at the city I went to and so without realizing it I had to manage a team and do budgets and stuff like that (laughs) just to get out of bed and to have a shower so there's definitely a lot around the disability that instills entrepreneurial sort of skills and knowledge in you but I think that that they're like the push factors but I think I've always just been a dreamer and want the world to be a better place and I think that entrepreneurialism is the most yeah the best way to to have an impact and make the world better really I really uh, I really value your pragmatic approach to things it's uh, yeah it's really refreshing thank you so much for sharing brother. um I have to ask is there a, is there a message in your heart that is just the message that you just burn to share <laughs> I don't know about like a very succinct one-liner, but take I think... your time. Take your time. <laughs> all the time. This is yeah, free media. <laughs> I, I guess it's around everything. I love that. <laughs> I, I think it's around that you only live once sentiment. So if there's anything in someone else's heart, like listening to this or watching this now, yeah, that they kind of know it's in there, but they're they're not doing it because they're scared. And maybe they're scared of what uh, family think or what, um, you know, if they're scared of failure, like whatever it is that's holding them back. I just want to urge them to just try it because I think to I often do this exercise where if you're on your deathbed and you look back, what do you want to look back on? Because it's so easy now to get caught up in like bills, family drama, friends draw you know all the kind of dramas we have day to day but when you're on your deathbed none of that matters like really none of it will matter but what matters is that again it's around the mind value things of what experiences have you had what growth have you had and what impact have you made and so you know I'm always urging people from my heart to to really sit back and consider those things yeah it was um Thank you so much for sharing that. One of the um, one of the most profound experiences I've had, which was pretty radical, was um, a friend of mine and a couple of friends. Of, we got together and we wrote our own eulogies. Mm. Um, firstly, as they were, as they would be written, read, like read in today's present term, and yeah. then also as we would have liked to have, you know, the yeah, 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 we would have liked to have heard, and just similar to what you were sharing. And then um, we went out to the beach and we actually buried each other in in the sand, um, whilst one of us read our eulogy to the other one, and. Um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was pretty traumatic to be honest. It was yeah. you're buried in the soil and the weight of the soil and you like this real like defining realization, very full stop like in its nature, which was like, oh, I came from the earth, I'm going to return to the earth. Yeah. And also in the background, having your eulogy, the one that it is written yeah. to you, and knowing in your heart that you wrote a eulogy that the way that you wanted it to be read. Yeah. Um, there was nothing that has like really just polarized more action <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say wow yeah, it's been a really profound so thank you so much for sharing that message because it's it's a really mm-hmm. profound one thank you that gave me goosebumps that did <laughs> <That's really cool. laughs> wow 
sharing your message. Yeah, I um I really want to yeah just really want to take the time to to really thank you um for showing up today and sharing so openly um and you know there's yeah just the the humility with which you share and the openness with which you share is really refreshing. I know there's so much that um you're working on now and that you've been working on and it's just all like flowing into so much um the word that comes to mind is thriving you know and I'm uh, I'm really inspired by that so thank you for that and also for all the work that goes into you know um into being here today like in the past all the work that you've put into yourself um I know journeys go up and down and up and down and up and down yeah riding that wave and and uh and not just doing that for yourself but also like you said you know trying to trying to source some inspiration not just for yourself but for others as well and um while I'm doing the thank yous that thank you for the future and uh whatever you're going to create because I can feel it's already got a massive amount of potency and uh and some yumminess behind it so thank you Awesome. No, thank you for having me on. It's really, really cool to chat and explore all these issues and themes. So. I just want to ask you my one last question, which is by no means my least question. Um, it's the question I ask everybody that comes on the show is um, beyond the skin suit, beyond the name, beyond all the work that you do in the world. Um, who is Martin? Yeah, I, I've again. It's funny how the like synchronicities. Um, do you remember uh, Justin wrote about the three words that describe people? Yeah, of course. And so um, I put it out on my Facebook um, to see what words people gave me, and there was like a lot of things like kind, capable, inspirational, funny that kind of stuff and so yeah I, obviously I then like I then reflected if I think that is me because it's back to that thing about beliefs and rules that actually if what I heard didn't resonate with who I wanted the world to see me as <laughs> I could change that now but it felt it felt right that felt like yeah that that is me I feel like I am I am those things behind all of the the facades and the the labels and everything like that Mm, so yummy <laughs> thank you so much for sharing brother and uh for those that want to get in touch with you the easiest way to possibly do that would be obviously there's the podcast which is the martin sibley show um that's spelled m-a-r-t-y-n sibley s-i-b-l-e-y um, yep is that the easiest place or is there other ways people yeah well the, my my website is martinsibley.com spelt how you just said yeah. and bit blogger i'm all over twitter facebook linkedin yeah. so it's not that difficult to find me yeah <laughs> on the ground on the internet in the skies exactly. in, the, in the ocean scuba diving he's everywhere is it a man is it a plane <laughs> i love it I love it. Thank you so much, brother. Awesome. Take care, buddy. And we'll catch up soon, yeah? For sure. Hey, tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment 
It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandhu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.